Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Rumble theme go. There's levels to your love, and we keep on climbing up, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. My name's Marcus Speller, and Luke Moore is here. All right. And Pete Donaldson's here. <laughs> nice to see everybody. Yeah, professional Pete Donaldson. Professional Pete Donaldson. Just got off the plane from New York, and I'm ready to get sleepy. Did you go there to bring Luke back? <laughs> I did, yeah. You didn't, didn't have time to go behind, behind enemy lines. <laughs> you didn't have time to go to Japan to get Jim. No. You incorrectly said at the end of last week's show that we have a full compliment next week. You lied to them. I thought we had. I thought Jim would be back. Um, Jim got engaged. Well done, Jim. Hey! Congratulations. I don't Congratulations know whether, to Jim Campbell. Yeah. I don't know whether he wanted it out but it's out now isn't it I mean the big news is I'm back that's the big news did you get engaged it is news uh, it is screw news. you no. <laughs> um, well done for last week chaps I enjoyed it thanks very much well, well I'd say the big news is that the Swiss Attorney General has opened criminal proceedings against Sepp Blatter this is great and before you go any further, yeah. I really like that um, allegedly what's happened is what has been reported is that um, Platini who was anti-Blatter yeah. at one point for, a, uh, for an election received a payment into his bank account, mm-hmm. then became pro-Blatter, <laughs> and, and then FIFA said, no, it was for work that Michelle did for us like nine years ago. 
Right, okay. Which there's no contract for or an invoice, and it took us nine years to pay him. It's nothing to do with <laughs> he the... He emptied uh, the paper shredder, <laughs> of which there are a million. It's the arrogance of it I like. Oh, yeah. I, I like love that. it. No one's going to check. No one's going to bother. <laughs> just do what you want. How much do you want? We've, yeah. got, we've got an excuses dartboard, and we just yeah. throw a dart at it going, yeah, yeah. It was work he did. Nine years ago, it was work. And we've got a surplus. <laughs> yeah. So take what you want. Uh, whatever you did back then, was it worth £1.3 million? Pounds? Yeah. This, this yeah. Like a vending machine that just dispenses like hot molten gold. You can imagine it. Whatever you cups. did last that back then, was it worth one point three million pounds? What in today's money? Adjusted for inflation. <laughs> so that's, that sounds about right. The yeah. inflation of uh, rent and market era Germany. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hi- uh, hyperinflation. Yeah. Well, and Jerome Valker, he's on gardening leave, isn't he? He is. Yeah. Is he on gardening leave or is he just taking a little break? It's, he's on leave. Okay. Right. I just like the, the term gardening. Is he, is he leave. on leave? Because someone said to him, it would be better if you weren't here for a while. He was very, it wasn't his idea. <laughs> okay, right, that sums up nicely. Okay, right. Yeah. Um, he, so got, that, he turned up to work one morning, pass didn't work, yeah. got back in his car, drove home again. <laughs> the ride of the Valka. <laughs> or as I like to Good. call it, the, the dream situation. <laughs> <laughs> Am I still, are you still paying me? Probably yes. on full pay, yeah. there, is always, there is always that fear. I've got about five, I work for five different companies and every time my security pass doesn't work in one of them, I think, have I been fired? Yeah. The life of a freelancer. Yeah. Oh. I, th- I think... Jerome Valka rung up FIFA and said, I've got four, five words for you in the form of a question. Full pay pending an investigation? <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Thanks very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, uh, the most lucrative haiku I'm going to do this week. Yeah, yeah. And then he headed off in an Andorran direction. Yeah. <laughs> Where can I go where they won't get me? <laughs> <laughs> Where can they go when they can't get me? Where can they go when they can't get me? It would be great, though, if he disappeared and there was a manhunt for Valker if he yeah. was found uh, oh, or if he was wanted. Like the Nazi hunters of South America. Oh, lovely. It would be class. Mm. Beautiful. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, if Seppi is found guilty of any wrongdoing and you and me could decide his fate, how would we punish him, Luke? Um, I've got down here, make him Southampton director of football. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. Partly because he would be terrible, and they've mm. got a really good setup down there, and I'd quite like to uh, ruin it. Yeah. Um, bring in your own agenda to I the like table. I like that, because Luke doesn't bring his own kind of tribalism into this podcast Not very, very often. often. I've been yeah. off for a week. So no, yeah. He doesn't bring his Portsmouth tribalism. Yeah. Everything else. I've thought, I thought to myself, <laughs> I've been off for a week, let's remind them all what I'm all about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it, so it would, it would serve like a multifaceted solution to my personal problems with Southampton. One, it would, it would ruin their setup. <laughs> yeah. Two, they would probably get done for some sort of like financial irregularity. Mm. Um, three, it would be bloody good. Ari's oh, probably still God. getting paid anyway, oh, so don't worry about yeah. it. <laughs> I was going to say, they've paid that. As well, I yeah. Um, yeah, so it's just all round, it would be, be good fun. And even the Southampton <laughs> fans would have to admit, in their most <laughs> honest moments, that it would be a bloody good laugh. <laughs> really? <laughs> they probably won't. I don't think even at their most craven would mm. they think that no, would be. No, <laughs> Peter. Um, I would make Sunderland technical term. <laughs> no, I would make him do the taxes for every Premier League club. I, similar to oh, yeah. Luke's answer, really. Yeah, just do the taxes for every Premier League because Goodison knows, like, he probably doesn't know how to do that kind of thing. He could probably do better than Messi and Mascherano, <laughs> allegedly. Yeah. And Neymar, exactly. and allegedly. Neymar, yeah, Neymar yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're all at us. Thinking a bit of a theme running through that. <laughs> More than a tax return. <laughs> Very good. Mesh K and tax return. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's right. I was yeah. trying to think of a pun on Xavi and, and taxi, but it doesn't really work because no. it doesn't sound the same, but written down, what a gag. Mm. Um, so, yeah, excellent piece. I mean, written down, it's average, <laughs> isn't it? 
Really uh, given we're operating on an exclusively audio yeah. medium at the yeah. moment, mm. and we are running on fumes, I'm actually missing. The, I'm actually missing the buffer of Jim between you and me. Mm. So oh, it's I, like I, a sound buffer because he, yeah. he's very. He's got very curly hair. He's, yeah, sure. he's like a one man sound muscles? booth. You get my, you, you're picking up on the pheromones. I think I'll get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure, we will. Well, you that bulge in your trousers doesn't suggest oh, that you are. Come up. on. Um, uh, I would say on the back of or off the back of. The uh, Japanese man who ran the 100 metres, the 105-year-old Japanese man who ran the 100 metres in no, 43 seconds. I've got, prob- I've got a problem with Slow this. And, and the problem with this, I saw this story, mm. and the problem with this is that I think, and I, I don't want to have a go at old people, because I respect them. He I, mean, about his age, he's really I, mean, I wouldn't describe a 100-year-old man as an old person. <laughs> what would you describe him as then? A very old person. Okay, a very old person. I'd say he's out of age, he's completed age. For for the, the, for those yeah. listeners who who aren't aware of this story, Pac-Man's kill screen coming up. <laughs> I think you two guys will remember this, but there was a there was a old fellow who used to work for a plumbing company in London. He became like the face of the plumbing company, right? right. And uh, he he said he was like a hundred and two, <laughs> and he ended up running the London Marathon. Mm. Right. And so what he did is he oh, basically yeah. he basically flew too close to the sun, mm. got a load of attention on himself, mm. and then they found out that he was about eighty. Right? <laughs> so I'm all I'm saying is, have there been checks done? What about that guy? Remember Dickie Borthwick? Yes. The oldest winger in town. Yeah, how old was he? 72, I think, but he was still playing competitive football. Same question. Have there been checks done? I'm sure there have, but I he's 105. All better off Guinness, with the Japanese. I think went and had a little look-see. Okay. Had a little <laughs> okay, this man is very old. Off the back of that. I don't think the I don't think the um, Guinness Book of Records have access to like DNA tests and no. stuff like that. I think their scientific division is very <laughs> lucky. See, it's, it's just young people with clipboards, isn't it? Yeah, for photogenic youngsters with clipboards. I see Guinness Book of World Records as very much a, a belonging in a, in a bygone era. Yeah, it's a pre-internet thing. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> snobs all over that. Well, yeah, anyway, exactly. okay, off the back of a very very old man running the hundred meters in forty-three seconds. Better. <laughs> <laughs> setting a record for old people. Yeah, he can, mm. He's probably faster than me. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I would have Set, so I put, Set would be in jail, Yeah. and I'd say, right, once a week you get to have a go to beat that record. Mm. And if you beat that record, you can get out. The world media turns up, everybody turns up to see <laughs> this man disgrace himself. Just make him really regret that foie gras. <laughs> that, that foie gras over and over again. It's just repeating on him. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. Um, I would go also for uh, Jim Bestman. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's fine. He'd have to do a speech. That would be great, though, wouldn't it? G- well, no, because Jim's friends are all quite right-wing kind of East Londoners, aren't they? What are you sorry, talking I'm about? Sorry, not right-wing, sorry, left-wing. Very right <laughs> I mean, on people. that's quite an important distinction to yeah, make. There. Is, yeah, there is, yeah. That's literally <laughs> the opposite to what you just said. How are you going with this? We need to get to the Premier League. The yeah. Libertarians. No, they're not. They're, they're very left-wing, they're very right on, and so is Jim. And I'd just like to see G- uh, Seth Blatter do a really horrible speech that'll oh, upset maybe everyone. maybe the bridesmaids could wear tighter dresses. Yeah, exactly. Sort of thing, yeah. <laughs> no, the bridesmaids could look a little nicer. Are you going to finish any time, Thank you for your question, lady. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> wasn't really a question. And then just open a pe- unfold a piece of paper saying, uh, Jim. Yeah. He's, he's a group. Well, congratulations, everyone. Excellent. That excellent. was a bung! <laughs> I, I think for that suggestion, Jim's got the points. Oh, mm. God. Mm. Don't be angry. It's a letdown. <laughs> All right, Pete's got the points. Oh, yeah. now you're changing it. And Jim's me. got the points and the wife. Pete and me have got the points because we were here last week. Okay, that's, that's fair enough. There that's we fair go. Dues, yeah. uh, let's go to the Premier League. Spurs are back on track. They were are. they ever off track, really? <laughs> My they didn't goodness. know where the track was. They were, they were playing their own game. It was an offside track. Um, hey. A wonderful performance, though. Harry Kane opened his account. Even Eric Lamella scored. He I th- did. But Eric, Eric Lamella's... He's Eric a good Lamella player. Got, yeah, well, he's obviously a good player. <laughs> he, 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 um, he's 
He played well. I'm not sure if he scored. Marcus, you've got a better memory for this sort of thing than me, but didn't he not play well against Man City last season? I think he might have been man of the match against them last he season. He might well have done. Has he got um, Man City's number? I think he's grown into his, growing into his time there now. Mm. I mean, one thing that also surprised me slightly looking this up um, earlier was that Lamella played 42 times for Spurs last season. Mm. Which is, yeah. I think a lot more than many, many people would think mm. because what happens in the media narrative is like people just go, oh, yeah, he's a flop, that's it. Yeah. And just think, oh, he never plays. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he, he did actually appear for them 42 times last season in all competitions, which is a decent return. Well, I guess, I guess was the Spurs story last season was Harry Kane and, and Spurs, yeah. everyone else, were, were a little bit faceless and nobody really was that interested in them. <laughs> I, I, I found Spurs to be quite interesting this season because I've seen them a few times. They've looked slow and a little bit ponderous and I wasn't that impressed with them against Sunderland although they were admittedly slightly better in the second half and they obviously went on to win the game and, and the game and, and they went on to win the game by the the only real time in that game where they started moving the ball quickly they scored mm, and that yeah. was enough for them to win and, and Sunderland had some chances but couldn't take them um, and in, the City game was a really strange one because it, I genuinely find it quite a tough game to call I think Eric Dyer is really grown into that defensive midfield yeah. role he looked good um, but then on the other hand you've got City took Hart and company out of the team and just looked like they fell to pieces at the back. Mm. I mean, defensively, they were poor. There was a lot of weird offside decisions. I mean, two of Spurs' goals were clearly offside. The Kane one, he was the only player in the penalty area, which to me, looking at the assistant referee's role in it, should make it clear that that's an obvious decision it to was, make. It was incredible. I think Son's goal that uh, was ruled off offside, the only one that wasn't, uh, mm. uh, you know, was ruled off offside. Um, Son all, almost looked to the linesman and the referee and sort of went, I thought we weren't doing offside this round <laughs> yeah. because yeah. none of them have been called off. Yeah, it was weird. And and, and then um, the first goal, I believe it was, because obviously City opened the score and mm. the Spurs did well to bounce back. And, um, and uh, the, but the first goal, Kyle Walker was a mile offside. Mm. Um, and then I think that if Hart was in goal, he probably gets up quicker and gets back into position more quickly than Caballero would have done. Mm. Uh, Caballero did and probably saves that goal. Although, having said that, it was a nice finish off the post, wasn't it, from Dyer? Old Dyer. It was, yeah. uh, it was a proper long pull shot, wasn't it? It was like he couldn't have put it <laughs> yeah. anywhere better. But uh, uh, Harry Kane's goal, I thought, was a, if Carry, uh, Harry Kane can have a classic goal, that's a classic goal, instinctive first shot. Like just, you know, one of those kind of yes, yes strikers that gets a chance and just um, puts it away. Harder than harder than it looked, well, especially because he went top left. He you know? came in quite quickly. Mm. I mean, yeah, he'd obviously he'd be disappointed if he missed that, but he, he, he certainly did well. Mm. Um, Dyer, you're right. With with Hodgson watching on, will he be pondering? Giving him a go for England. Well, who, who, um, you know loads more about England than us, Marcus. Who, Do do, I? who does he normally play in those holding midfield? Well, positions? I, I think Hodgson is setting up to have a pivot in there like a yeah. Carrick and I think that's why he was trying Shelby out in that position as well because yeah. I would actually quite fancy him to have a Carrick or maybe a Shelby different, slightly different type of player and he wanted Wilshire in that role as well with two more industrious players either side maybe Henderson Delph Iona perhaps I personally would like to stop hearing about um, players being called up to the England squad right now because I think we need a more settled squad and I think we need we need solidarity and we you need, do seem we need to get players. called up very quickly these days yeah uh, just, just like just have a team and stick with it and then yeah. take it to the take it to the Euros we've tried that before though Pete yeah <laughs> <laughs> lots on, on the, um, on well, the, the reason why you talk about England because it'll soon be the qualifiers well, of course his name in the squad soon and I think um yeah, that'll obviously be interesting. But but going back to the Spurs thing, I think we've got a little, little bit of stick on the show for not mentioning the Spurs enough. But they've been quite boring, I think. Mm. And, and and this game obviously wasn't boring, mm. and it was fascinating to watch. But at the same time, I feel like I don't want to feel like I'm being unfair about Spurs. But at the same time, City were so bad at the back. Yeah. I mean, they were making lots of errors that we've not seen them make so far this season. Really, we can talk about Flamini's two goals if they want. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> that, that, that that won't endear us further to them. Um, 
But but the the interesting thing from Man City's point of view is that you take Company and Hart out of that team. Mm-hmm. Company, while I, I think he has his moments, I don't think he's as good a pure defender as a lot of people think he is. But he's clearly a leader. He's clearly yeah. in that almost John Terry mold where he gets mm. everyone playing well and he raises everyone's game. And I don't think they would have conceded certainly a couple of those goals if Company was in the team. Um, I think one came from a set piece. And Pellegrini it, was strange after the game when he was asked in the press. He was very gracious. Was he? Yeah. <laughs> okay. When uh, he was asked in the press conference what he said to the players post-match and he snapped and said, what happened? We lost 4-1. That's the most important thing. I'm angry. I am not angry. No more questions, okay? And then he stormed off. No, but I mean... <laughs> Choose your own very press gracious. conference there. <laughs> but then he went the wrong way <laughs> down the corridor <laughs> Did he? and then had to go back past the same group of reporters That's and then sat down again. Like just, when George... I was just picking up my iPhone charger. So <laughs> <show up>, yeah. <laughs> like when George Bush went into that cupboard that time. Yeah. <laughs> just, just checking what's in there. Yeah. Just checking that was still there. Put some stuff in there earlier. I want to make sure it was still there. But I didn't see that, so I might have to retract that previous comment. But what I did see was Pellegrini refused to blame the officials. They, mm. they gave him an opportunity mm. to say, oh, well, you're disappointed with the decisions. And he didn't actually blame them. He said, oh, our defending was poor, and that's, and that's that. I think one of the pivotal moments was the um, Loris Law down um, really early in the match. I thought mm. that was a really important moment because it was a strong hand and it was, a, it was an almost definite goal for me. Yeah, I suppose I've done well to keep hold of him because there was a bit of interest and he's a, he's a top-class keeper. A bit uh, of interest or, or a bit of interest? A bit of interest. A bit of bit of interest. It's just business. Would that not have been um, dependent on the De Gea not going to Real Madrid thing? Mm. Quite possibly. Yeah, it's all Quite linked. Possibly. All that stuff's linked. And uh, by the way, um, Inji, 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 however you pronounce it, mm-hmm. he he um, put in a nice little cameo mm. and uh, was excellent in the fourth goal for Spurs. Turn, lovely turn. He looks good. He looks like he looks Very like good. he's built built for the Premier. He doesn't seem to be phased by it at all. It's, it's encouraging though. Spurs have got um, quite a number of young English players in there, <clears> and 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 Ali in there with 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 Dyer forming a, a nice little partnership, perhaps in in the midfield. Obviously mm. Kane up top as well. Good times, perhaps. Yes, they got Dyer. I don't know whether they. I don't know whether Pochettino thought Dyer would play there long term, but he's clearly shown that he can play there. And yeah. So that's great. That's great. They've got to be careful that he doesn't become a jack of all trades. Exactly. Uh, but they've got Dyer. They've got Mason. They've got Bentaleb, and mm-hmm. they've got Deli Ali in there now. All mm. sort of quite young, young sort of dynamic. The Walker football. as well. The, the, the two fullbacks, and you know. I think got but that's where most of their pace is coming from at the moment. Yeah, indeed. But mm. well, good stuff from Spurs. Well, bloody done. Mm. Well done, Spurs. Yeah, uh, it Spurs. It's a, great, it's a great result to, to beat Man City because there was a. I mean, Man City went through a decent part of the start of the season, not conceding a single goal. No, but then Bilic and, took. Took aim, took their confidence from them. I, I actually think that I actually think that the the situation was that, as we said on this show, if they don't put in a result against um, Juventus in the Champions League, they've got such a monk on their back about the Champions League, it could really affect them mm. confidence wise. And it looks like it has. Well, so this is how they get on uh, this week Good away week. to Borussia Mönchengladbach. Not an easy game that. And of no. course, who's the most unpopular man at Borussia Mönchengladbach yeah, matches? The guy <laughs> says, "Give me a B." That's yeah. right. You're not even a dad, and that's a dad joke. <laughs> Maybe I am. <laughs> it's possible. Uh, Leicester City 2, Arsenal 5. Alexis Sanchez became the first player to score hat-tricks in Serie A La Liga and the Premier League. Was it a perfect hat-trick? I think it was. He definitely got a header. Yeah, that's, think... that's always the first one. Did he yeah, get a header? Yeah, he did. He's, um, a very, he's a very lithe, triangular man, isn't he, Sanchez? Isn't that great, though? Great the hat-tricks in those three leagues. You can't argue with it. No, well, it's a fact. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's great, <laughs> yeah, great return. Yeah, the, the headed goal was set up beautifully by Ozil, I think it was. Who just lofted the ball in there, perfectly weighted? I don't want to come across as like uh, an old school like dragon that he shouldn't be scoring a header. Alexis Sanchez should not be scoring a header. He shouldn't have had the space. Who was following him? There was no. Oh, you mean in a, from a? I thought you meant from an attacking point of view. No. Why is Ozil putting it up there? No, he's no, going no. along the floor. No, no, that's no, ridiculous. No. Defensively, they shouldn't, be, they shouldn't concede that. Well, but if his movement's good enough that he's got himself into a bit of space. 
Yeah. Was, mm, yeah, they, they, they need should be restricted. I suppose. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Leicester's conceded five goals at home, so I, I don't think defensively they're on, on point. <laughs> it's a shame for Leicester; they've, they've, they've done they've done very well indeed. The, 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 the problem is, and, and and I think we said this before on the show, sort of generally, Leicester City clearly aren't going to be judged or, or aren't going to be relegated or going to survive based on how they do against a team like Arsenal. Mm. But the important thing is is to get through those games without getting humiliated, because that mm. can really undermine your confidence, especially when you've had a good start. And I think they, pro- thanks to Jamie Vardy, largely. Yeah, they managed to avoid that, but it's not ideal. Clearly, to concede five goals at home, I, I think. I think that second Vardy goal, there was no way he should have been able to, to stay mm. that past check. I don't know what check was thinking. I don't know whether he's unsighted or what. But he had a lot of space to aim on, didn't he? Well, if you've got players there, chances are um, Vardy's not going to be able to get a shot through that. So just do a dart. Just dive to your left <laughs> and, and give yourself a, a chance. Don't dive, mate. <laughs> uh, if you are listening, pe- petter, how uh, is your, do a dive, mate. How is your goalkeeping coaching career going? Like, it's a fine, you know. Do, you, do a dive. Do a dive. <laughs> do a dive. Do a, do a dive. save. Do a catch. I told you to do a save. <laughs> do a kick. I could work on Tim Crawl. I know that. His, his delivery's been off all season. We'll do a kick, that. not out. <laughs> I don't think Arsenal care. Do like four goals or five goals up. Yeah, uh, they scored five then. Yeah, why not? I can't. I still find it hard to believe that Jamie Vardy's 28. Yeah, he's, he's I still think that he's, you know, a prospect. And you think, blimey, three years ago. I know it's been said before, but three years ago he's playing non league. He's worked his way up uh, the football pyramid. Mm. And for any yeah. young aspiring I th- footballers. I think. I think um, Saying Jamie what Vardy used to play non-league he's football. He's not an example to aspiring footballers. No. Well, On the pitch he is. Not an, no, he's not an example to, No, hang on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> he's not an example to aspiring people. Yes. But he is an example to aspiring footballers. Correct. And it's possible to separate the two. But That's the, correct. The point I was going to make is that correct. it's cliche to say that Jamie Vardy used to play non-league football in the same way that it's cliche to say how many people can fit into Bournemouth's ground. <laughs> Everyone says it yeah. all the time. Did you know that they can only fit eleven thousand in their ground? Every single media says they, they, they could fit in fifty thousand if they allowed them on the pitch. So Probably incorrect people. True, yeah. What yeah. do you think of Mike Dean's suitability to referee Arsenal games? Well, they've uh, they've had a, a petition the Arsenal fans, and they've received over a hundred thousand signatures. Such an Arsenal thing to do. Isn't yeah. it? The Gov.uk petition system uh, should be abolished uh, because it uh, is an embarrassment to the nation. Well, uh, yeah, so this could be debated in Parliament now. It won't be. It won't no, be. it won't, because the, the majority of these petitions that reach over 100,000 signatures are rejected if they're seen as a joke, which this one will be. Um, I thought that Mike Dean's performance in the Chelsea-Arsenal game was woeful. Um, I think that I couldn't add any more to it than Garth Crooks already did. Uh, <laughs> and it's not often I say that. Wow. Uh, but it was, yeah, it was, it was strange. But, but it's such an Arsenal <laughs> thing to do to do that. You know, mm. I was surprised to see them tear some of the... the uh, boards off of the Spurs ground what do you think of Walker up front for Arsenal well I, actually I think I like it his finish for his goal was absolutely brilliant and I think his record is I'm freaking right in saying he scored 12 in his last 13 starts yeah, that's for, right. for, for Arsenal he, he can't really do anymore given that Giroud's been inconsistent mm. Giroud seems to be like a player who who you could have on the bench and who you could bring on to, to, to get you a goal um, but he, I don't know the stats and the, and, the, and the facts around this, but it seems to me that he only sort of really does that when the game's already won. Yeah, um, He's definitely got that air of that sort of player about mm. him. And Walcott can't really do anymore. But, it's, it's, but, the greatest it, compliment you could play, about, play uh, to Walcott is that Mourinho changed his defensive partner around because he knew Wenger was going to pick Walcott when Chelsea mm-hmm. played Arsenal. He picked Zuma because Zuma's quicker. Yeah, um, He shouldn't have picked Zuma against Newcastle. Well, that's another story which I'm sure we'll come on to. But I don't think Walcott can do anymore. And his finish against uh, Leicester was superb. He's... he's, he's his finishing is, is certainly up there, isn't it? I know he missed one or two at home to... Uh, was it Stoke? 
I thought he was bad against he was bad against Chelsea though, wasn't he? He had a couple. Well, of, yeah, uh, he had it a was couple a funny of... game though, down to ten and so on, yeah. and then nine. But uh, but but some of the chances he's he's put away, even for England, he's been <clears> quite composed in front of goal, which which bodes well. But Arsenal really do have another option there with with Giroud and, and Walcott playing different ways and so on, and uh, bodes well for England. Dare I say, Peter? You, well, you you do dare, you dare to say that a lot, Mark. Speaking of which, Daniel Sturridge. Yeah, two delightful ones. Beautiful. What about the volley? What about the side foot into the corner with the right foot? I only saw the goals. What happened in the game, Marcus? I like well. that. I like that Daniel Sturridge is so used to being injured, it just doesn't bother him when he comes back. Yeah, I'll score again. <laughs> I, I get injured all the time. Yeah. Comeback games are like ten a penny to me. He just looked <laughs> fantastic, didn't he? That one with the right foot. It just—it was so easy. I can't. I, I can't trust my legs, so I just use them. I do. I do. Yeah. I do. It was like boys v Sturridge. Drive them like you know you own them. Sorry. I do feel for. A sort of fear for for Rogers. He started. To, I'm not sure if you guys saw the newspapers today, but he started talking about conspiracy theories and ex yep. Liverpool pros on what him out and all this other stuff. Spoke of a frenzy. Um, he's just, just winning some fucking matches, mate. He changed. He changed the formation again. I think. Oh, he's changed the formation again recently. Hmm. They switched from like a four three three, which I think was the formation they played against United and West Ham, which was obviously disastrous hmm. um, because it doesn't really seem to fit the personnel depending yeah. on who he picked it's a little bit of a mess and he went to a 3-4-1-2 with Coutinho in the hole which, that seemed, midfield. which seemed to work quite nicely but then they can't now, now they can't defend I mean they, they've not yeah, but they can, they can attack but they've not kept a clean sheet in like six games in all competitions um, which is obviously not ideal sure that many yeah because right. they played in Europe they drew one against Bordeaux okay. and, and, and anyway they played a 4-2-3-1 on the opening day against Stoke mm-hmm. it seemed to work but I wonder now uh, this is a this might be a bit conspiracy theory, yes, but I wonder now if Rogers keeps changing the formation because it's the only way at the moment he can keep his players happy. It's almost like he has to keep rotating them and keep giving players games to keep them from moaning because mm. he's not they've not bought well enough to fit their their t- their squad, if you know what I mean. I, th- mm. I think they might you might have something there. If if he's trying to set up like he did at the start of the season where they were grinding out wins and keeping clean sheets, you're not going to keep Coutinho and then Sturridge when he's back and Firmino as well a new signing and yeah. one or two others in there but if you set up like that you're, you're more solid because they've not got a great back line at the moment but if you then go and express yourselves like we saw against Villa the players are going to enjoy it more and produce going forward but you're going to leave the you're going to leave the gaps at the back so I think actually a back three might be better play a bit more conservatively there but let the attack at least have a go because at least that's exciting. I know it's a risk, but they've just got problems in different areas. Because if they play with the four-two-three-one, which they did on the opening day, and they play Ben Seki right up front, where'd you put Sturridge? Where are you going to play Sturridge? He's well known for moaning about playing out wide. Doesn't want to play there, so you can't play them both. Well, and Sturridge is so good, you shouldn't play him. You should play to his strengths. But how are they going to fit Ben Teke in that side when he comes back from injury and then Sturridge? Well, is I'm there? not sure we said it already on this show. Whether we just chatted about it, but one of the first things Rogers did when he took over at Liverpool, he got rid of Carroll and yeah. made a big statement about it. Oh, he's not mm. fitting. And now he's just bought Ben Tacky. He's essentially, obviously he's better than Carroll, but he's a similar player mm. and now he can't fit him in. And then also they've got a problem with them. If they play the three at the back, then they've got that Joe Gomez that they bought mm-hmm. who seems to do, be doing well. I mean, he, gets, mm. he picks up yellow cards. He's quite inexperienced, but he seems quite strong. Yeah. He always doesn't get in the team as a wing back. You've got to play Nathaniel Klein as a right wing back. And I don't really know true, that's his true. role because he played right wing back at the weekend. Um, and I don't, I wasn't overly impressed. As I, well, I wasn't as impressed as I am of him as a fullback. Then, you, then you wonder about him: is he going to be happy playing wing back because he plays right back for England? They don't play through at the back. It just seems a bit. I don't, I don't think I've said on the show before. 
I find it hard to know whether Rodgers is just a massive bluffer. Mm-hmm. And that one season when they came second was because they had Suarez. Sturridge and Suarez scoring 50-odd goals between them in mm-hmm. the league. Mm-hmm. Um, or whether he does know what he's doing, but he just tries to get a bit clever. And at the moment, it seems to me that I think he's, he's floundering a bit. He's struggling for a, for a formation. He's struggling for a, a system. And... They shouldn't be conceding two goals at home to Villa. I know they won the game. They shouldn't be conceding two goals at home to Villa. They didn't need to. It was, it was silly to do that. Um, and um, I think I, I think Roger Roger might be. I don't think he's on his way out, but I think he. I think this, the die might have been cast. He's not on his way out, but Klopp's on his way in. You wonder whether you wonder whether the fact that Rogers is still in the job is completely dependent on whether Jurgen Klopp wants it or not. And well, Ancelotti. But again, well. like a lot of Liverpool fans are sort of saying this, Klopp, we, we need someone you know that, that knows his stuff and is a proven manager. Is Klopp really the most proven manager they could possibly bring in? Well, he, well at the, the moment, the, the, at the, the moment, probably. The argument is that the way he works with Dortmund mm. is actually quite a nice fit for <clears> Liverpool. <throat> so he, he, he he's he, they're not. Dortmund, obviously, in the shadow of It's another of personality manager, though, isn't it? So? Well, I just don't think Klopp is as decorated as some managers that they Yeah, but he's, he's, he's always been operating in the shadow of Bayern Munich, and he took Dortmund to a Champions League final. I mean, mm. it's, it's not a bad return. And Liverpool are, aren't a team who, at this stage in their, in their history, in their, in their, in their mm. life cycle of where the football is, the football is at the moment are fancied to win the league every season. Mm. So they're, they're almost like an underdog, aren't they, when you look against Chelsea and Man City. Which is what, uh, which was what which Dortmund, Dortmund were. were. So that's, that's the theory. I'm not, the saying it, I'm not saying you got the best out of a team with a limited budget compared to Bayern Munich. The only other manager, as I say, would probably be Ancelotti. Um, there's not that many managers free at the moment. So it, it, it'll be certainly very interesting to see what, what goes on there. But Rogers for now certainly got the job. Um, and if Sturridge can keep on scoring, it may well keep Rodgers in, in, in the job. You know, because mm. if if it gets to Christmas and they're still, you know, within, a, you know, a win or two or a few wins away from the top of the league, they might just hang on in there. But if they start to, to drop down and people think, right, the, the title's over by... Not that they're realistically challenging for the title, but it's almost symbolic. If the title's already gone by Christmas, well, then he might be in trouble. They've also got a busy October. I mean, they've got loads of games in October because of the Europa League. The next league game is at Goodison Park, which is clearly going to be a t- tough game. Everton are doing okay. Then they go away to Wire Lane, and if Spurs continue their improvement, that's going to be a tough game. Yeah. They play Ruben Kazan um, and FCC on in the Europa League. Um, yeah, they matches. Uh, no, they're both at home, I think. Right. And the, the way, at the end of the month, they've got Chelsea away. Yeah. And mm. you th- fancy Chelsea to have got their affairs in order by then. We certainly would. We are going to talk about Newcastle United after this. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Louis van Gogh, you got management master, the king amongst men. You big bald bastard. Wow. Wow, Rudy. He's not bald though, is he? No. no. I, I like it. He might he... be downstairs. <laughs> Come on. It's a family show. Yeah. Sometimes. It's I like it. Nest. I like it when we sort of start <laughs> talking a bit seriously about football, then we just undermine ourselves with our own jingles. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about Newcastle United. Yeah, let's do that again. A lot we better. Did a, did a lot of that last week. A lot better, Peter. They nearly had all three points. I thought Chelsea were bloody dreadful yep. for 70 minutes. Zuma still made Garth Cruz uh, team of the week, which I quite liked. Yep. <laughs> He basically said, uh, yes, the youngster will make mistakes. A feature demonstrated when Chelsea conceded their first goal. However, that is not the point. I'm going to disagree with that one, to be honest. It's team of the week. That's literally the point of what you're doing. It's not team of the future. (laughs) It's team of the week. Yes, if he hadn't made the mistakes, they might have won the game. He's still going in my team. I understand why, as we referenced just quickly earlier, why uh, Mourinho picked Zuma against Arsenal, because he knew Arsenal were going to pick Walker up front. He's Mm. got a lot of pace. And he's also substituted uh, Terry out at half-time for Zuma uh, in the game earlier in the season because he wanted more pace. I understand that. Against Newcastle, to Mitrovic. me. Mitrovic yeah. is uh, a, an aircraft carrier. He's yeah. so slow. <laughs> like, why not bring Terry and give a bit of give them a chance of having a bit of organisation? Stick Terry on him and let the quicker players de- deal with, like, Perez and yeah. Ronaldo and stuff like that. It's just, it's just baffles me why he wasn't on the field. McLaren single. Everyone, everyone said he was absolutely brilliant. I, I had he lost the ball a fair bit, but he put himself about and, and kind of. I think I think he was he, he looked off the pace a little bit, but he's not a quick player. But I, I think he. Um, he didn't boss it, but he certainly gave a lot of um, the, the the smaller players. Um, a few weeks ago, you about. called him Shearer esque. I said he was Shearer esque because he held because I haven't seen a player hold hold the ball up and just smash into players because, like because he got sent off a violent contact. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, again, Chelsea Chelsea was were completely um, dreadful at the back. Newcastle uh, once again has have proved that um, the slightly more um, the hired gun element to Newcastle, um, the ones that that see Newcastle as a stepping stone, which pretty much every Newcastle player does, they always raise their game for the telly games. They always raise the game um, for the for the shopping games, games yeah. against <clears throat> Chelsea. Like, and then you know you get the unexpected item in the bagging area from <laughs> Sheffield Wednesday in, in, in midweek. You know, it's just. It's just... Are, you, um, are you? I'm fairly confident that a lot of the fans see Newcastle United as a stepping stone to support, <laughs> to support their at some point. Um, just from Chelsea's point of view, I wouldn't. Uh, I'd defer to Pete on the Newcastle thing, but from Chelsea's point of view, I'd be a little bit worried about Mourinho picking Zuma. I think that's a weird. It's a weird thing to do, mm. and it almost smacks a bit of someone who's. So again, to to to, to use the word that I used about Rogers, floundering around a bit. Mm. I mean, for me, that is a common sense game. It's a common sense game. What I mean is, Newcastle United at the moment aren't very good. Mm. Okay, Chelsea are a better team than Newcastle. Pick your experienced players at the back. You know, of course they've lost Courtois, and that's a blow for them. Terry can st- still clearly do a job against a team like Newcastle. Yeah. Pick him in there, get them organised, do the base of things properly. You'll get a goal because you're Chelsea and you'll win that game. Yeah. If Terry plays in that game against Newcastle, I don't think Chelsea can see either of those goals. No, certainly not the first one anyway. Definitely not that, the first one. That was one. a joke. Definitely not the first one. So I think that's a bit of a worrying sign for me for, for Chelsea because, I mean, it's, we're, not, we're almost in October now. Next time they play, we're going to be in October. 
And I, you can't muck around for much longer. I, I, don't, I don't think... Did, did, wasn't the stat saying that um, Chelsea, uh, no other team has won the league from this position before? I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, they've, they've lost so many points already. It is a strange one with, with, with Terry because... It, yeah, well, the only thing I can think is that he's thinking that Terry's only got this season and maybe next season left in him, so he's trying to give Zuma games and he thought this would be a, an easier afternoon away to Newcastle, a team who aren't scoring. Even though he's never won at St James's Park in the Premier League as a, as a manager... Uh, or a player, of course. Um, he never played there. Uh, but 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 we've seen Mourinho do funny things like this before. Certainly at Real Madrid, where he drops players, and has Terry done something that's upset him? Is he punishing Terry? No, I think that's that unlikely. I think no, they're, they're, it is unlikely. They're so tight, those two, Mourinho They and Terry. are, but I, it wouldn't be the first time that but, we've seen something like this in football. I mean, what I would say is that um, having Terry, um, you know, Zuma learning from Terry, it's a completely different thing teaching him stuff on the training field mm. and, and seeing him in games and playing with him and showing you know, him firsthand how he plays football. I think it, it's more important for Zuma and Terry to play together than um, Terry to be shouting from the sidelines and you know doing stuff in training with him. But he won't do that with me the thing with Terry is he won't do that such kind of stuff with Mourinho there he, mm. only, he only did that when um, when Mourinho wasn't there yeah tried to sort of man clearly he fancied himself as a, as a, as a future manager of the club you know, fair, you know so what you know great so there's Ryan Giggs at Man United probably Gerard does at Liverpool yeah it's fine they're, mm. they're talismanic players for their clubs yeah I just think I understand the point Marcus made about wanting to give Zuma games and that Terry's not going to be around forever that is a regulation John Terry game yeah play, play John Terry in that game you, I understand your point, Marcus, but actually, Mourinho doesn't really have the luxury of doing that this season. He needs to get back on, on track. They need to start winning games. Mm-hmm. And you need... They're going to play an, a team like Arsenal or a team that are going to cut them to peace. I can understand Chelsea guys at Old Trafford and Martial still in great form and wanting to play Zuma because Martial is at you. He'll get you running back towards your own goal. He'll take you on. He'll challenge you. And he's fast. Fine. Play Zuma. Yeah. Against Newcastle. Terry all day, and and, and and one of the most disorganised teams in the in the Premier League, you know, <laughs> in Newcastle. And Newcastle have looked appalling at the yeah. back. <laughs> yeah, they really have. But at least, in, in, just to finish with Newcastle, it was an absolute beauty from Ramirez and a fortuitous one from yeah. Willian, which they were undone by. So it, it it was a much better performance from Newcastle. It was a shame for them that they. Never managed to, to hold on. Um, Manchester United, as the, they beat Sunderland, how's the feel-good factor returning to Old Trafford? Well, top of the league. Well, top it's of the league. It's hard to feel anything mm. other than good when you're top of the league. Rooney got his uh, first in the league. Uh, doesn't Memphis matter, did. Doesn't matter how you get him. Rooney <laughs> <laughs> did. Like, a terrible goal. Bundle, off his knee from one yard out. Bundle it, I'll Barry. Take that. Yeah. Uh, the, the main United game uh, made me think that I think Manchester United are probably the only team in the league this season that haven't defended genuinely badly at some point in the season yet. Mm. All the other teams have got real, yeah. absolute ricks in them. It, almost, it seems like on a weekly basis. I don't and, know that. And that's really fascinating for the league in general. But also, another thing that's fairly interesting is that there's no real standout candidate for the top scorer in the league this season for the first time no, in a while. Because Aguero's not firing. Costa's obviously got his problems. Kane started very slowly. Rooney's just come off the back of a, of a record-breaking drought for him. Mm. It's difficult to know who's going to... Um, Who's gonna Who's gonna really trouble the scores consistently? Vardy, goals. <laughs> it's gonna be Vardy. Why end up being someone like Vardy? And th- and that then means that defensively it's much yeah. more important because well Sturridge would think okay he's back now but again how do they fit him in with Benteke? I'd be very surprised if Sturridge is still fit at Christmas. What about Super Theo? Could be. Could be. I'd be surprised if he's still fit at Christmas as well. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I, one thing again, another turgid performance from Sunderland. Like they're always going to get overrun. They need more up front. Like it, it's been proved that Jermaine Defoe, in his current state, 
can't play as a lone striker. Same with Barini. Advocats basically, advocates basically said that. He, 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 he was quoted as saying, now we have to ask, do we go on with 4-3-3? You're literally the manager. That's your <laughs> decision to make. I think that, I think this season from January will we will see the return of the four 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 two. I really do believe. Wow. That. It's going to come at some point. I think so. We need more up front. We need more goals, guys. Get them all up front. Yeah, yeah. They are uh, to the championship. <clears throat> Middlesbrough representing the northeast. What an own goal though from. Uh... <laughs> Belus- is it Belusky? Belus- Belusy? Um, I didn't see the game, but I read that <laughs> Middlesbrough had two shots and won 3-0. <laughs> hey. It was a beautiful diving header. Two oh. shots on target all game. Gorgeous. The Nuge scored. New genius scored. He got him yeah. going after two minutes. They're one point behind Brighton at the top <coughs> now. Yeah. Elsewhere, West London mm. Derby. Fulham beat QPR 4-0. Mm. Hey, how about that? Mm. I'm quite fascinated by Fulham and QPR at the moment. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they can challenge for promotion this season yeah. because they could be in danger of spending the next few years out of the Premier League. My, my feeling on it is that Fulham have spent, spent a lot of money putting the team together. Mm. Uh, QPR also did that. That's an understatement. Yep. But all the QPR fans I know, I do know a few, I don't think they think they've got a prayer at promotion. I think they're... Well, it was, I don't think it was actually the opposite end of the table they yeah. were worried about at the start of the season and they went on a bit of a run a few weeks ago. Mm. They won three in a row but they're in terrible nick now. They haven't won in four, I don't think. And also, Charlie Austin got injured. He did, yeah. He's going to be out for at least a month with a hamstring injury which is a huge blow for them. Yeah, well, Brentford as well, staying in the West London area, they've just uh, promoted Lee Carsley. They have, to, they have, to, and that was a, that's an interesting one because clearly they want to go in a different direction with Mark Warburton. He, he sort yeah. of packed his bags, went up to that's Rangers, right. um, and three months later it's, they they fired the manager. It's interesting with Brentford, a lot of money ball stuff going on. But they've there. not started the season well. They haven't started the season well, but yeah. with the decline of Fulham and QPR, there could be a little spot there, with Brentford, a second fiddle spot behind Chelsea in West London. For it, was, it was it was really weird, sort of um, watching the Newcastle Chelsea match uh, with the Toonami NYC supporters, and there was a, a big Chelsea contingent as well in a, in a pub in in uh, Manhattan, and uh, with John Hudson, who we've worked, oh, yeah. we've worked top man, the, nice top man, yeah. bloody good rep, um, <laughs> and hearing them all do like chants about Fulham. Like, oh, really? like, but in in, in four Cockney accents, like Chelsea, <laughs> Ch- Chelsea oh, would go like, we hit Fulham and all that, and it's just like, wow, this is so weird. They don't even do that in London. I know. <laughs> Nobody hates Fulham. I know. It's very strange, isn't it? They're unhateable. And now mm. it's just on the old uh, managers losing their jobs type thing. Steve Evans has left Rotherham. He has. He's obviously a bit of a naughty little sausage and, a, <laughs> and an unpopular character. He's eaten a lot of naughty little sausages. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair to him, he's taken Rotherham to the championship. He has. And they stayed up last season. Yeah. So mm. he's, done a, he's got, on, on the pitch, he's done a good job. He's in He's in folklore there. Naughty little sausage. He's a grand jail. For people who haven't um, <laughs> listened to the show for a long time and, and maybe missed this, I think Steve Evans was manager of Crawley. Yeah. And they got, they got drawn against Manchester United in the FA Cup when... Alex Ferguson was still a manager mm-hmm. and Evans was like a dog with two dicks he was like I can't wait to have a glass of wine with a big man after the game and all this stuff. I was like come the game first he's, he's, <laughs> come what mate I'll be drinking wine yeah. with Big Al I'm in there now like a young Harry Seacombe yeah. five, five minutes to go and it's yeah. nil nil he's yeah. gone off Can we, uh, do you want to shoot off come on <laughs> we'll just close livens up a bit <laughs> In League Two, I, I thought to myself, should I leave this out now he's back? I can't. Portsmouth at the top of the table. Oh. They're one of only two teams in the country to still be undefeated. Can you name the other one? There it yes, is. Yes, there it is. <laughs> back again. You guys have said this was written recently in last week's show. Terrible by you. Terrible you I didn't say it was written by... I didn't say it was written recently. I said it was written back in the day by Oldfield. Oh, okay. Correct. <laughs> when, when was the last time Oldfield released anything? <laughs> Who knows? He's got old in his but name. But they do play this at Fratton Park. Nah. Yeah. Who's the other side? Um, Brighton. 
That's South, right, yeah. Two South Coast teams. But yeah, Portsmouth yeah. have got the same amount of away wins as they had the whole of last season, yeah. which is good. Oh, and so Paul Cook clearly knows the, um, knows the lower leagues well. Um, so the, the biggest thing for Portsmouth, I think, is that... Obviously, I won't bore on about this too much, <laughs> but my, my, my reading of the situation is that they are a big club for that division, oh, yeah. and that brings its own problems. So they've got to try and um, harness that and turn, turn their home ground into a real sort of fortress. Mm. Um, and if they can keep going away and winning like they have been... It's, they're not they're, leaking they're, goals. Do you know what? I, I don't want to be too harsh, me. but they, they shouldn't be struggling in this division. Not now. They've got a good manager. <laughs> Who just who's someone just gurgled at the idea? That was that was Lou. I think that was Lou. That was you and your excitement about Portsmouth. That's how excited I am. Your body is making <laughs> little noises. gurgle. It's been a while. Yeah, <laughs> it has. It has. Um, right, let's go abroad. Damn it all. Um, just where, not <coughs> where the name. chaps have been, but they, they have been abroad. Uh, La Liga, Barcelona, back to winning ways after they lost four-one to Celta Vigo midweek. Madness. Last week, obviously, Messi picked up an injury. Always going to be out for seven or eight weeks. They'll only have Neymar. And Luis Suarez up front. Gutted. Is it, Balls. Attack, is it a tax related injury? <laughs> is it a paper cut? Celta Vigo up to fourth on the same points as Madrid. Early former, days, former Liverpool man, Iago Aspas, was magnificent in that game. It was a great goal. Ah, oh, mm. scored a couple of great goals. Mm. Real Madrid dropped points at home with Malaga, 0 0. First time in 56 matches, I think that's in the league, um, that they failed to score at home. That's remarkable, isn't it? I can't actually quite compute that. Yeah. So that 56 games in a row they've scored at home. I believe so. Wow. That meant that Villarreal's win over Atleti took them uh, top after six games. Villarreal. They're top, boys. It's happening. <laughs> it's <laughs> happening everywhere. It's not happening. Aberdeen are top. Villarreal are top. Manchester United are top. All the underdogs. Yeah. All... <laughs> <laughs> it's not even Louis van Gaal's team. Yeah, Fiorentina are top in Serie A yeah. for the first time since 1999. The, the year Prince sung about. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> it's all going off. It's all going off. We're going to mention the Bundesliga after this. Man, you Chelsea, City, Arsenal, no more. Move over, fellas. There's a new big four. Ramble. Rambo. In Germany, Bayern are very much top of the league, though. They beat Mainz 3-0. Lewandowski scored again. He scored two, taking his tally in Germany to 101. He's reached the 100 mark quicker than any other foreign player in Bundesliga history. Can we talk about the goals he scored against Wolfsburg? Oh, <laughs> I was watching that. I, I was. Um, they had the Bundesliga <coughs> in the US while I was mm. watching it, and... Um, I just could not believe what I was seeing. <laughs> like, Hashtag Wolf, Wolfsburg. I think Wolfsburg, some of those Wolfsburg players might have like post-traumatic stress disorder. I'd say so. That, they, they were 1-0 up. Lewandowski came on. Mm. He scored five goals in nine minutes. I, the last goal, you're like, well, that's the cherry on the dog shit. For <laughs> <laughs> Ross Roy and the Bleeding Rovers. Oh, the last yeah, goal yeah. was the pick, wasn't it? There was it yeah. the, uh, the scissor kick. It was a beautiful goal, mm. and I like to, I'd like to point out this fact to you guys. I think I'm right in saying that Lewandowski scored f- more goals in nine minutes mm. than Nicholas Bentner has scored go. in three and a half years. Good. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> not, it's not. That's a proper uh, Twitter BBC Sporf fact, isn't it? I like. Uh, I just like Pep's. Um, the usually unflappable Pep. He was yeah. like, oh, I, 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 "Can I take some credit for that? This is incredible." <laughs> he, he's uh, from the opening seven games. He scored ten goals. Old uh, Lewandowski, which equals the great Gerd Müller's record. The bomber of the highest uh, number of goals scored in the opening seven games. Um, oh, in that game against Mainz, sorry, when, when Lewandowski scored two, it was great to see Thomas Müller blaze a penalty over the bar. It's worth checking that out. Very strange. Uh, talking of records, though, Dortmund's Pierre Aubameyang became the first player in Bundesliga history to score in each of the first seven games of the season. Records are tumbling 
Uh, they dropped points at home, though, so they're, they're four points behind Bayern. Which would be a bit of a shame, really. Bit of a shame, but good stuff in, in the, the Bundesliga. Before we go to the highlights of the week and correspondence, let's go quickly to China, where a Brazilian forward, Diego Tardelli, wonderfully named, uh, playing for Shanghai Shenhua, had an iPhone thrown at him. That amazing. is amazing. It's got to be an iPhone 3, right? No. It can't be a new one. <laughs> oh, it was a success. Yeah. Because if you sell like an iPhone 3 on uh, Mazuma Mobile or whatever it is, you only get like two quid for it now. So if it's an iPhone 3, I'm not that impressed. If it's a new one... Then. It was fully functioning as he held it up, you could see. And one of those, um, and, and the, the, the Chinese market is dominated by the larger model of uh, iPhone. <laughs> That's why they released them, because they, oh, really? they, they want they like bigger um, iPhones and phones. Diego so. Tardelli's been capped several times for the Brazilian national team, and now he's been resorted to that. According to one of the broadcasters in China, where other fans attack with water bottles, Shanghai fans reach for their phones. Shanghai fans are too rich. Uh, maybe just something yeah. It's only one excited. fan. It's only one fan. But uh, did you see that guy who um, was going to, speaking of uh, getting engaged, uh, got down on one knee and presented his uh, wife to be with 140 iPhones? Did he? Why? I think in China you have to prove yeah. that you have a, have a one bit of money. for every day of the week. <laughs> but it is just a kind of thing going. If I was the wife, I'd be to be. I'd be like, I'm not going to marry you because you're an idiot. What are we going to do with 140 yeah. iPhones? That's, yeah. that's 138 at a push. Too many. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Uh, Shanghai Shenhua, they um, they're a little bit far behind the league leaders uh, Wangzhou Evergrande, who are top of the league with just a few games to go. Rubinho and Paulino, they play for, for Evergrande. So the, the only Shanghai side. Who are in contention? The two points behind them are Shanghai SIPG Asimo Jan's team, and of course, Big Sven Goran Eriksson's side. Yeah, could win the league on the on the phone throwing thing. Mm. Uh, it's a bit. I mean, how do you know that they haven't all pitched together to raise money to buy one iPhone, giving it to the guy who's the best thrower? The best and let thrower. Him throw it. And you might, do you know what I mean? They're not necessarily rich because of one phone, as you just said. I just think someone phone. just des- gesticulated too, um, uh, you know, heavily and accidentally just dropped his iPhone at. Uh, decorated footballer. It was, it was too far. I think it was. I don't think it was a drop. I'm going to see, see a video on this one. I'm afraid. Yeah. All right, get back to us, bro. Yeah. And now it's time for the highlights of the week and correspondence with Luke Moore. Yeah, I thought you did a good job with it last week, uh, Peter. But <laughs> got, um, I think we got through a lot. But I'm here now. <laughs> I've got a press room spy update. Bloody, Bloody hell! Hashtag right. press room spy. Wow. Then. It's short and sweet. Horrible vegetarian chili in the King Power press room. Oh. <laughs> If you're going to get yourself a bit of a free meal in the press room, anywhere in the Premier League, you don't want to be doing it at King Power, apparently. Yeah, so, hang on, vegetable chili. How's that work, then? Is it corn? I'll leave you to, I'll leave you to, to ponder that, Pete. When I, when I tell you that Andy Armsby's been in touch, mm. saying that um, West Ham equalised in the minute of added time that was given in the game for Housen helping out a pigeon that had made his way onto the pitch. <laughs> helping out. Gutting and hilarious. That is great, that. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Boerbar, I think that's pronounced on Twitter, says, um, Sunderland taking care of Steve Bruce's legacy and getting pumped at Old Trafford. <laughs> yeah, it's Hashtag good. Brucey bonus. There you go. <laughs> that's right, that's right. Um, Tom has also been in touch saying, the continuing source of joy that is Steve McLaren's wispy hair island, proudly sitting atop a gloriously balding head. Yeah, I know. That, that, that was the talk of the uh, Newcastle Chelsea match. I, I don't think it's that exciting. I did, like, I, I, I'm not really sure how the configuration excites people because I've seen that hair before. Horses for courses, isn't yeah, it? Some people know. just like it, Pete. Yeah. Maybe, um, maybe that country's um, more used to Trump. Than Adam, we are. Yeah. <laughs> Adam Flewers has been in touch saying, My highlight of the week was having more Pete on last week's show. Luke can hashtag travel more often. Oh. 
Oh, that got in there. How did that slip through in there? Nice you one, chose these. Yeah, I know. Um, Reese Heyman says, At Old Trafford on Wednesday, I saw a lino warming up, running the line without a flag, doing all the movements, practising giving off sides, fouls, and all that stuff. <laughs> it's one of the most unsettling things I've ever seen in a footballing arena. <laughs> I like that a lot. And, uh, oh, I've got an email here just quickly from Dr. James Buckley. Oh, my goodness. He says, Brendan Rodgers using a £32 million Christian Benteke as a battering ram uh, two years after taking £20 million um, hit on Andy Carroll and all that stuff as, mm. as we mentioned earlier mm. and he also says um, can I be the Football Rambles resident pharmacologist I do asthma <laughs> research so I could help for a cure on Pete's diseases I'd love that I am up to 400 micrograms of Pulmacart Turbo Hill every morning and night so if if you've got anything in the back room Dr James Dr James well Dr James is a lecturer in pharmacology from Coventry University so I'm sure I'd better help you I'm sure he can get in touch with you directly I've got a peak flow that gets all the ladies excited <laughs> Wheezing. <laughs> Wheezing. <Right out. laughs> Look at that needle go. <laughs> uh, my highlight of the week was Ben Arthur's goal for Nice. He is having a lovely time. That big Check fat monster. that out, honestly. He, I mean, he, he gets rinsed bit, he... about four defenders. Got slightly fortuitous. Yeah. But so did George Ware in that great goal for Milan. Pete. So did uh, Ronaldo R- 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 in a couple of his special goals. Exactly. What, exactly. What a, what a skillful footballer um, that boy any is. Any more, Luke? I've got a website roundup. Uh, before you do that, okay. I'm going to uh, <laughs> say an email. Say an email from from Murray, friend of the Ramble, Murray James. Hello, Ramblers. I recently turned thirty and thought I'd give a gift to you. Okay, friend of the Ramble, Romeo Jones, good to hear from him. He's Mm. all good. Um, Here are some Premier League manager anagrams. Louis van Gaal, a vaginal soul. Nice. Strangely fitting. Um, (laughs) Roberto Martinez, I zebra tormentor. Doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. Murray, if I were you, Murray, I wouldn't (laughs) even put that one in there. All right, Mark Hughes, Mr. Shake Hug. Yeah, good. (laughs) Mark Hughes has problems with handshakes, that works. That one works. Brendan Rodgers... Bang Renders Rod. <laughs> <laughs> and a special Render. mention goes to Dick Advocate for his anagram, Cock Data Diva. <laughs> <laughs> Kindly nice, go Murray. fuck yourselves, Murray. Well done, Murray. I think Murray's, uh, as a friend of the Rambo, I think I'm writing saying Murray has also recently been married, so congratulations to you. Yes. Yeah. That's Ma- it. Murray James. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have a website roundup. Yes, the always excellent Kelly Wells has said to us that this week... <laughs> has football, said to us. The footballramble.com will be featuring the following. Um, a heartfelt appeal to all Andrea Pirlo fans to leave the poor sod alone. <laughs> uh, an insight into what Robin Lewandowski's five goals in nine minutes felt like from the other side of the pitch. Ah. Um, footage of a terrifying moment for Alexandra Pato's medical support team. I'm not sure I've had a few of them. Um, and the usual incisive, informative roundup of games in the Champions League and weekend highlights. If you like receiving sartorial updates on Jerry Francis's <coughs> hair and footage of poor decision making from Sergio Ramos's partner, follow Kelly at Kelly underscore Wells. If not, probably don't. Yeah. Lovely. Any more, Pete? Yeah, Absolute Radio. Saturdays, a rock and roll football live Barclay Premier League comedy match will be. Uh, oh, uh, we are following the uh, West Ham fans as they make the trek to north to the northeast uh, for uh, their match against Sunderland. Uh, Russ Williams here from one thirty. Ray Houghton in the studio and Barry Davies with the commentary. Uh, Ray Houghton bought me a pint once. Lovely fella. Yeah. Good. Excellent. Uh, If you want to get in touch, the email address is show at thefootballramble.com. The Twitter is at Football Ramble. And you know the rest Instagram, Facebook, and of course the website, thefootballramble.com. Say goodbye, Luke. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Pete. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from me. Lovely. Hey. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. <laughs> 